Looking for stuff to fill up your bag of tricks? You'll never feel stood up when you use Amazon.com. Find the best deals on everything you need and help support Survivor podcasts like this when you start your shopping at RobHasAWebsite.com slash Amazon. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sisternino here with another Survivor Kagiyan exit interview. And today we're going to be talking with LJ McCannis, the latest person voted out of the tribe and a real blindside. And at least the second time this season that somebody who I thought was the favorite to win it all ends up getting knocked out of the game. Very, very fun season of Survivor going on right now. So we're going to have LJ coming up here in just about a minute or two. Of course, last night, Stephen Fishback and I broke it all down and discussed Tony decision to vote out LJ. I like the move for Tony. Stephen Fishback did not like the move. So if you want to hear that discussion play out, of course, you could hear it at robhasawebsite.com. Then later on today, after we do this interview with LJ, I'm going to speak with the winner of Survivor South Pacific, Sophie G. Clark. And we're going to talk about everything from last night's episode and her thoughts on this season. And then we're going to answer your voicemails with the newest member of the Survivor Historians podcast, Mike Bloom. So get your voicemails in as well today. Rob has a website.com slash voicemail or 323-282-RHAP. All right, I see here that we have LJ on the line. Let's go ahead and bring him in. LJ, are you there? What's up, brother? All right, LJ, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Obviously, I had better days, but you know. Yeah. LJ, very shocking to see you be the one to go home last night. I don't think anybody saw this coming. Uh, Stephen Fishback, I know that he was on the suicide watch all night. Uh, that <laughs> I, I think he's, he's, he's doing better now. I should have just met up with him. We could have been watching together. Uh, well, he would have. It would have been a very bittersweet night for him. Uh, <laughs> but let's get into this because very, very surprising turn of events on on the show last night. So, how betrayed did you feel after Tony? You you had that conversation with him. You played your idol for for him in that tribal council where cast flipped for Tony to be the one to get you. How betrayed did you end up feeling? Uh, it was pretty bad. I mean, I, I knew that, that Tony is, is about as volatile as it can get, and, you know, anything can happen at any moment, and you can never really justify, you know, what he's, his thought process is. And I don't even know if he has one. It might be for just a second-by-second second thing. Um, but I was – I felt pretty betrayed, but I knew that he was he was the player in the game, uh, at that point, and he, I, I felt like he was the only person that could have um, ruined my game, or if you will, or beat me in in the end of the game. So I did. I was trying to do everything I could to to keep him as close as possible. And I even, I mean, I had there were you know multiple reasons to to play that idol, but one of them was was basically trying to purchase some of his loyalty because I know he can be so paranoid and and just on edge so when you know to to watch the show now and and realize you know how quickly he just turned around I mean just sitting there and and I walking away I I couldn't believe I couldn't believe that yeah because I knew he had to be the one to turn around and 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 vote just the way that we had split the votes and I knew him and Wu had, had changed their mind and I mean I was disgusted and then you know, the, everything settles down, and it, it's a game, and that was, I mean, that might have been his only play to 
to go further in the game or just not at all. LJ, tell me if I'm reading too much into this, but does your background with horses have anything to do with the way that you worked with Tony? Because, again, as a complete outsider who knows nothing about horses, if you have a horse that gets kind of spooked, I feel like you would take the approach of, there, there, Tony, calm down, everything's okay, don't be paranoid, everything's cool. And meanwhile, that that isn't what worked with Tony, where he was just uh, so paranoid that he decided to make this move against you. Is there any parallel there? Uh, I tell you what, I, w- I would have never thought of it that way, but you're actually 100% right. Because uh-huh. I, I, actually, I actually have horses that are, are just head sensitive and, and to their own demise, they're self-destructing. I mean, that you know, just little things like a little uh, a paper cup will roll down, you know, the, the aisle and, and they get spooked out and it's just a matter of just coddling them and just, uh, basically being a blanket to their blindness, uh, to know it's okay. It's okay. What do you want to do? And, you know, I was trying to give him options. I wasn't, you know, from what you see, I wasn't all for voting out woo. Cause I mean, it's a game and, and the game that was being played though, so it probably would have panned out to be a boring one, but you know, I was there for a million bucks. So I had to, I had to cut my, I hated that I had to play a boring game, but I just felt like that was going to be my my best approach being, you know, Tony was so assertive and outgoing and wild and, and crazy. So I had to I had to knock it down a bunch because, I mean, I did, to, to beat everyone in challenges and then turn around and kind of brag about it and, and give it, be bossy, I just thought the best thing I could do is just bite my tongue. But... Um, in regards to the horses, I mean, you actually pretty much nailed it. <laughs> so, LJ, in regards to that conversation that you had with Tony last night, when he says, okay, I'm going to put the idea out there that LJ is going to try to vote out Wu, uh, could you just take us through what you were thinking watching that playback on the show, knowing that's what his motive was in having that conversation with you guys? I mean, if there's any any way to do it, I mean, shit, he, he, I, that's the way you, you have to do it. Is you you got to take the heat off yourself and you have to let others make the decisions. And if you have a little bit of, you know, a little bit of background and a little validity to why you're making certain decisions and, and, and people bite on it, I mean, it's, it's almost a, an ingenious plan, whether it's too soon or too late or, you know, I, the, the only thing that I was really kind of upset about is, I mean, I played it as much of an honest game as I as I was going to have to. And for, for Trish to not let me know that she had that conversation with him, especially after we just both said the same thing on, uh, on different levels, was kind of a bummer. Because just that one little piece of information changes the whole perspective of how the votes are going to go and splitting the votes certainly doesn't become an option anymore yeah i really thought tony was going home and i thought that what was going to happen was that trish was going to have that conversation with you and it was going to get turned around on tony so i'd love to know how close were you and trish in the game of course we saw when you guys got to the merge uh and there was a whole scene of whether or not that you were flirting with trish so how close did you guys become after that tribe swap um, well, we we were actually really close, but I knew that I, I the way that Trish is, she is very loyal. She she's 
she's got that that homebody type of of personality and homebody simply because just like a um, like a wholesome person who's I, I you could just see that they're honest and they're gonna you know they wear everything right on their sleeve uh, only simply because Tony met her first did I realize that I, I I'm going to be second to this. And I need to do everything I possibly can to be very careful what I say and and what I do. But um, I kind of took the bartending approach to, you know, making an older woman feel comfortable. And um, I did everything I could to to, to hope that she would see that I'm going to be the person that's going to take her to the end and, and not this unstable character person okay well i'm really interested to know how it was going to play out i know you guys had this deal with the final six there so take us through what should have happened from your plan well um one thing they didn't show is i actually had a i had a side plan uh, that all, all kind of unfolded and it was in the it was in the last couple of days. I'm not sure. It, w- it would have been within the last stretch of three days where um, I had a, a conversation with Cass after the fact that, that Tony started to get in his paranoid stages um, where it was, it was, it was almost that time to, to make a move, uh, a, a bigger move. So I had a conversation with Cass and I kind of had Jeffra on board on whichever direction we were going to go. We're, we're kind of, two sitting ducks in, in, on in either direction. Um, but I had a, the conversation with her is, is if we get another one of the minority out, now we have some flexibility to remove the paranoia from the game and, and kind of just start plotting and, and getting people out. Cause if, if say for example, we were able to get Tasha out now it's, it's, it's Jeremiah and Spencer. And then if I have, um, Cass, myself, and Jeffra, and we say, all right, we're going to get Tony out. Tony's going to go. Now the five of us kind of can control again because nobody believed that me and Cass were going to work together. Okay. I mean, she just, she was kind of on her own planet and everybody hated her. So I was like, oh, this is actually a perfect opportunity for me to, to get in here. Unfortunately, it was just one move too late. So it was, in hindsight, a smart move for Tony because you would not have gone to the six with Tony. Right. Okay. Uh, that's well, good. I mean, that's yeah. good to know. That I mean, yeah. shines a lot of light on this. Right. Okay. So when, in the episode last night, it was a big moment when Tasha wants says to you, all right, I got a proposal for you. I think it's a good one. Meet me over in the bushes in two minutes. And then you just didn't go. Uh, do you, do you feel like did that have anything to do with what ended up happening or you stand by that was the right thing to do? Uh, I still stand by it was the right thing to do. You know, I told her that I said, she said, you're willing to talk. And I said, I'm willing to listen because I had that one piece of paranoia that's running around camp and all it would take for me to do is is just to stand next to her and what actually ended up happening at the end of the night was going to happen if if i had that conversation with her um i'm not sure what she was going to say but I, i i ran over all circumstances in my head and i i thought there's no there's nothing that she can say to me 
that is worth putting a risk or target on my back at this stage in the game. I just I didn't think that Tony had it in him to just make a decision like that with how many people are are actually still left in the game. Going back to Cass, who, you know, gave herself the name Chaos Cass, did you guys feel comfortable with her moving forward? I mean, the thing that I was concerned about going into this episode was that you guys were going to split the votes and Cass was going to be the one to flip. So how safe did you guys feel with Chaos Cass not flipping on you guys? Um, to be honest, I didn't feel safe with her ever. Uh, and and it's, it's a tough thing to... when. When you're so-called a, a threat in the game to, to go and make these decisions, when it was time to, to vote out Morgan, I thought in our best interest that, that Cass is the one that needs to go. Because if she wants to just turn around and go back and say, hey, this is why I did this, um, you know, this is I, I, it makes sense for me and she was this and this and this and goes back to them and now wants to get one of us out, I mean, you can't trust that. And then I got a lot of resistance on that, so I didn't want to just be pushy and a bully. And, you know, I started to think about, you know, jury votes and who's going to decide and what. And I said, all right, well, let, what does everyone else want to do? And they wanted Morgan. I mean, I, I don't, not that I don't disagree that Morgan didn't deserve to be there, I just didn't think it was the time for, for Morgan to go. A lot of people who have listened to the podcast this season have asked us a lot of questions about Jeffra and, you know, what is Jeffra's role? Is she just somebody who's following LJ around or is that more of a, of a true partnership? Could you tell us a little bit more about Jeffra and what she's thinking in the game at this point in time? Uh, I can't really say much about what she's thinking because I, it was... From my understanding, it was just a matter of she felt I, – I feel like she was kind of under my wing on how far are we going to get here. Um, I don't know if she had any plots or plans to, you know, to, to make some big moves or whatnot. Um, I just feel like we were, we were a pretty solid voting power of two in whatever direction or thought process we had going on. You know, I, she was kind of my wing woman. Um, but I don't know. I don't know as far as what she had going on in her head as, as far as gameplay, and I didn't want to make her start to think about gameplay because then it, that could have turned around and bit me in, in the ass. All right. And last question: When you started the game, you were on the tribe with Jeremiah and Morgan, and those relationships uh, were not probably as as great, uh, especially with Jeremiah, and then obviously with Morgan as they were in the beginning of the game. What was it like for you to be reunited with them at the merge, and what were those relationships like at that point? Well, I, when when we got there, uh, and we're getting close, and we're getting close, and we're like, all right, we just assume, okay, it's Sarah or Jeremiah, one of the two is going home, and we're looking, and we're like, well, they're both there. Who the hell went home? Alexis. I'm like, oh my god, I just, that was that was deflating. Uh, so I did, as soon as we got off, I tried to give like a big bro hug to, to Jeremiah to see if, you know, is there going to be, you know, give me the sign that we're going to, we're going to go. And, you know, they really, they, the whole Tony yelling top five really dug deep to them. And I couldn't get any, I, I didn't get any feedback whatsoever that, you know, I, I could, I could lean on these guys and we could, we could start, you know, 
moving forward. So getting back to them, I am, and Morgan's just, Morgan was just Morgan. I didn't expect I, I, that hot girl with the garage. I felt, you know, that was going to be regardless. Hot, the whole not game. cute. That's the problem. Yeah. Not cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, LJ, thanks so much for uh, coming on with us. Uh, if people want to uh, keep up with you, do you want to give out your Twitter? Yeah, it's uh, LJ underscore Mechanis. Right. I had one that I set up a couple months ago, and I think I forgot my password. So <laughs> you have to make a new one. Thousand friends and no responses. <laughs> so I'm still learning on there, but I'll catch up. All right. Well, LJ, uh, great stuff. Looking forward to seeing you at the finale. All the best, buddy. All right, pal. Thank you. All right, take care. Bye. All right, everybody, there you have it. That was LJ McCannis here on Rob Has a Podcast. Boys, I don't know what Stephen Fishback is going to think when he hears that LJ could have offered to go over and watch the show at his house last night. Stephen is going to be uh, even more besides himself after that, I think. Okay, so we have a very big Thursday coming up, of course, you know, with Sophie coming up later on today. So I'm very excited about that. I'm going to have the open thread for questions for Sophie up on our Facebook page later this afternoon. So be sure to check that out and ask your questions for Sophie. Uh, That's going to be at facebook.com slash Rob has a podcast. Make sure you don't miss any of the shows that we have coming up. So many different ways to subscribe. You can click on the podcast tab and see all the different platforms and different show podcasts that you could subscribe to. The main feed is robhasawebsite.com slash iTunes for the iTunes version of this podcast. And we always appreciate it when you leave us your feedback and comments on our iTunes page because it helps more and more people find the shows. All right. So that's going to do it for me today. We're going to be back here later on with Sophie and answering your voicemails with Mike Bloom. Have a great Thursday, everybody, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.